Praise the Lord, everyone, and welcome to Moving River Ministries. Praise God. It is Sunday, January 21st, and we are going to have service in-house. And this is pretty well much due to my having had surgery, and I cannot get out there and slip in the snow. So uh, we are having church from home this Sunday, prayerfully, hopefully. We will be back in the church next Sunday, and uh, we'll be making some additional announcements next Sunday in regards to some of the upcoming events that are taking place. Today's title of the service is The Mystery of the Law of Faith, and the actual title is But Now I Know. Again, the title of the service today is But Now I Know, and it's going to be a little bit of a deep dive into the mystery of the law of faith. Even with that deep dive, there is going to be plenty of messages to follow in regards to the mystery of the law of faith. Having said that, I want us to keep our sister Helen in prayer. She is joining us uh, via online this morning. But uh, she was recently in the hospital. She is recovering from AFib and the rhinovirus. So let's continue to pray for her. Also, Brother Tom Reese, he is recovering from a uh, recent medical procedure as well. Uh, Sister Charlene's mom is in our hearts for prayer this morning. Remember Sister Lois as she is still recovering as well. Praise God. And anyone else that is in your heart that you know of, praise God, that is in need of prayer, let us keep them in prayer as we go before the Lord at this time. Welcome everyone that is joining us online and those of you who are joining us on the phone this morning. God bless you all. Let us go before the Lord with some praise, with thanksgiving. Let us all just join in together. And we always want to start out with thanksgiving and then we will offer up some prayer. Praise God. Father, we thank you, Jesus. We come before you with thanksgiving in our hearts, for this is the day that you have made. We are rejoicing, my God. We are glad in this day. We thank you, Lord, for everyone that is joining us. We thank you, Jesus, that those that have joined us online, we thank you for blessing their homes, blessing their families, my God, blessing everybody that they encounter, blessing those that are on the phone this morning. And my God, we thank you, Jesus, for blessing our commitment unto your word, unto your will, unto your ways, my God, for they are so much higher than our ways. They are so much better. It doesn't get any better than you, my God. And we thank you, Jesus, for just, my Lord, just showing us your way, teaching us. We thank you, Lord, for the increase my God, in our spirit. And we thank you, Lord, for blessing us to decrease while you increase in us continuously. We thank you, Father, for the word this morning. My God, that it just be a blessing unto our souls, Lord God, for we certainly need the spiritual food that is coming forth this morning. And we just give thanks unto you, mighty God, for always blessing us to be Filled, O oh God, with your goodness. We thank you, Lord, for your grace. We thank you for your favor. We thank you for your power. We thank you, Lord, for loving us the way that you do. We thank you, mighty God, for blessing us to go forth as we learn your word and just be a blessing unto others. 
that don't know what we know. As the title says this morning, my God, but now I know. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Praise God. Praise the Lord. <clears throat> In starting out the service this morning, we start with the very familiar verse of scripture from Hebrews chapter 11. And we're going to read verses 1 and 2. Oftentimes we just read verse 1 or we quote verse 1. But I thought it important to read verse 2 as well in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1 and 2. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. That is verse 1. Verse 2 says this, For by it the elders obtained a good report. Can somebody say thank you, Jesus? Praise God. And see, that is so important that, that we even desire to have a good report. And it's going to take faith in order for us to have a good report. And so we're going to look at the mystery of the law of faith. And I'm going to jump right to the conclusion of the message this morning because I think the conclusion is going to help us in just the outline of the message this morning. And in the conclusion, it says this. In study of the mysteries of the kingdom, we must observe the laws of the kingdom of God. For the word of God works for you in your favor only as you bring yourself into obedience with it. Amen. Praise God. To receive directly from God, you and I must release everything and anything that is unlike God. We got to empty ourselves. We got to be swept clean. We got to repent. We got to work out our salvation with fear and trembling. Just stating the allness of God is not enough. Amen. What a tremendous difference that is made when we consciously connect with the allness of God. And as we learned in our last lesson with the prodigal son, the elder son, when the father said to them, all that the father hath is thine. And see, we got to believe that all that Jesus has, can somebody say it's mine? It's mine. It's mine. Amen. And see, that comes directly from Luke chapter 15 and verse 31. Today we're going to look at ignorance and want. Ignorance and want. Some of the other things that we are going to look at in today's message are the need to depart. Okay? Do we ever have such a view as well? The need to depart. And, and Jesus said to the disciples at one time, give ye them to eat. But they wanted the multitude to depart from them. And I asked myself that question as I um, just encounter life and go through different circumstances in life. Do I ever feel like the disciples did? Depart from me, the multitude. You go and get your own. Go and get your own vittles. But Jesus is telling them, 
to give ye them to eat. The other thing we're going to look at this morning in the message is, how can God get through the mind that is choked with weeds of negation and fear? And we're going to look at that scripture from Proverbs that talks about going by the field of the slothful. And we're going to look at an, the ignorance and want portion from a story that's taken right from Charles Dickens' A Christmas Carol or Scrooge. Ignorance and want represented by a little boy and a little girl, respectively. The boy was ignorant and the girl was want. Praise God. So I go back to the first verse of scripture. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. For by it, the elders obtained a good report. Praise God. Any elders on the uh, phone this morning? Yeah. Amen. Any elders in the house this morning? Any elders joining us online, say amen this morning. Put it in the comments, praise God. I encourage you this morning to read John chapter 6 in your own time. John chapter 6, the entire chapter, praise God. Um, I believe it's a little bit more than 70 verses of scripture, but read the whole chapter, praise God. I, I just encourage you to do that. But we're going to look at verses 66 through 68 from the book of John. And verse 66 in verse 6 of John says, From that time many of his disciples went back and walked no more with him. Then said Jesus unto the twelve, Will ye also go away? Then Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? Thou hast the words of eternal life. Praise God. And how important a response that was. You know, again, it's for by it, the elders are obtaining a good report. That took faith for Simon Peter to state what he had stated. But it's more than just recognizing the allness of God. You got to connect with it. Amen. You must connect with it. Because too often we have seen people come in, they make a good start with the Lord. And then after a while, you don't see them anymore. You wonder what happened to them. Such a good start. They get baptized in Jesus' name. Some of them come up praising and just worshiping God right out of the water. Right. Some of them get filled with this Holy Spirit. You hear them speak in tongues and everything. Or they come back and they tell you that they spoke in tongues. But what happens? What happens to their walk with the Lord? This is the mystery of the law of faith. For by faith, the elders obtained a good report. We, this is a walk of faith. It is not by sight. Amen. We got to walk in faith, saints of God. But I want to, so oftentimes, I want to share with you this brief uh, account in the story of Scrooge. And Scrooge says to um, this is when he encounters the spirit of Christmas future, Christmas yet to come. 
And Scrooge says this. He says, I am standing in the presence of the spirit of Christmas yet to come? Question mark. And you're going to show me the shadows of things that have not yet happened but will happen? Spirit of the future, I fear you more than any specter I have met tonight. But even in my fear, I must say that I am too old. I cannot change. I cannot. It's not that I'm impenitent. It's just that, wouldn't it be better if I just went home to bed? And that's what I believe happens to so many people. They feel like I am too this or I am too that. I am too far gone. I am too much of a sinner. I, I am too much in the world and, and not enough in God. I am too old. I am too young. And we can use those excuses all day long. I am too intelligent for this. I am not smart enough to comprehend this. We can come up with excuses all the live long day. I am too scared. Scrooge recognized that he had fear in changing. And sometimes people, I believe, get to that point where they're too scared to do any more changing. This is just too much. I am sacrificing too much. I can't keep going to church every Sunday. Scrooge finally relinquished to the spirit of Christmas, uh, Christmas future because the spirit wasn't going anywhere. Right. Let me tell you, the spirit of God goes nowhere. Amen. The spirit of God isn't moving for any of us. The spirit of God is not listening to our excuses. Right. Amen. Praise God. But there is a mystery to the law of faith. When we turn our faith to God and we connect with him, our faith will take us through. Yeah. Amen. Praise God. He's not listening to our excuses. We can say we are to this, to that again all day long. God's not listening to it. Right. Amen. As Jesus asked the disciples, will ye also go away? Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? Thou hast the words of eternal life. He was clinging to the words of eternal life. Are we clinging this morning to the words of eternal life? I want us to take, I want to take us back to the title of the message, but now I know. But now I know. Yeah. In Matthew chapter 14, Matthew chapter 14 is the account of the disciples, when Jesus uh, blessed the bread and the fishes and he fed 5,000. Praise God. And in Matthew chapter 14 and verse 13, it says, when Jesus heard of it, 
He departed thence by ship into a desert place apart. And when the people had heard thereof, they followed him on foot out of the cities. And Jesus went forth and saw a great multitude and was moved with compassion toward them. And he healed their sick. And when it was even, his disciples came to him saying, this is a desert place and the time is now past. Send the multitude away that they may go into the villages and buy themselves victuals. But Jesus said unto them, they need not depart, give ye them to eat. And they say unto him, we have here but five loaves and two fishes. Jesus said in verse 18, bring them hither to me. Praise God, bring them hither to me. And that's what they did. They brought them to Jesus. And what did Jesus do? Jesus blessed them and he he, he, looking up to heaven, he blessed the bread and the fishes and he fed all 5,000 and then some. Praise God. But oftentimes I, I go to these verses of scripture this morning because I even think within myself sometimes. <clears throat> the little church that we are with the few members that are faithful that keep on coming back. They want more of the word of God. They want to know the truth. They truly want to know the revelation of the mysteries of God. But more than knowing them, they want to be able to connect to them. They want to connect to God. They want to know the how to do this so that they can live that fulfilled life. And, and, in doing so, in having that desire, it is so important because you, you remind me then of the disciples, the 12 who stayed with Jesus, with the mindset that Peter had, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. You, your desire to really know the words of eternal life, to connect with those words, to use those words, to benefit from the words, to know the laws of the kingdom of God. More than just knowing them and what they are, but connecting to them and using them so that then they benefit your life the way that God has designed his word to benefit your life so that you could see the manifestation so that then you could have the good report, praise God, by the connection of the laws of faith, praise the Lord. But oftentimes, I feel like the disciples. Let them go and buy themselves victuals. How can such a little church make a big difference? Is anybody with me this morning? Anybody ever feel like, how can you make a difference here? Amen. Are you making a difference? Anybody ever even have that question? Jesus. Amen. Uh, just identifying with the disciples. Lord, send them away. This is a desert place. The time is now past. Send the multitude away that they may go into the villages and buy themselves victuals. Lord, this, how can I accomplish 
what you have called for me to accomplish. But Jesus said unto them, they need not depart. Give ye them to eat. So this, this is on you. This is not on me. But he didn't just leave it on them, did he? Because they were connected with him, he showed them how to go about feeding yes. all of those 5,000. He didn't leave it up to them alone. Right. Amen. There is nothing that God has called us to that he is leaving us alone to do it. Right. Amen. But now I know the truth. But now I know, praise God, I know how to do it. Praise the Lord. And we give them to eat. And sometimes we, you know, even in the word of God, and I'm so thankful that y'all keep coming back. I truly am because it shows me that you're still hungry for more. Amen. That you, that you haven't gotten to the point where I'm filled up. That's enough. Or this preacher can't. This preacher can't teach me anything else. I know it all already. I'm, I'm further than him along. I know more than he knows, praise God. And you know what? Some people may, and that is quite all right. But see, what God has called you to, it's best that you go ahead and do. What God has called you to, you go ahead and do. And he will bless you with the increase as he did, increasing two loaves and five fishes and fed 5,000. Five loaves and two fishes. In another portion of the scripture, it says, I went by the field of the slothful in Proverbs chapter 24. In Proverbs 24 and verse 30, it says, I went by the field of the slothful and by the vineyard of the man void of understanding. And this is just in passing. You know, I, I kind of liken it to that. In passing, we see a field that, you know, whoever owns it has not been taking care of it. And in the city... If you got a property like that and you own it and you're not taking care of it, you will get notices from the city authorities that you better cut your grass, that you better pick up the trash, that you better get that property cleaned up. And so in the scripture this morning, I went by the field of the slothful and by the vineyard of the man void of understanding. See, this is where it relates to the title this morning, but now I know. Because a lot of times we are going through life and we don't know. We are void of understanding. Because we're void of understanding sometimes, that will appear that we are slothful in taking care of our own house. Of our own life. Verse 31 says, And lo, it was all grown over with thorns and nettles, had covered the face thereof, and the stone wall thereof was broken down. Then I saw and considered it well. I looked upon it and received instruction. Yet a little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to sleep. So shall thy poverty come as one that traveleth, and thy want as an armed man. 
How? How can God get through when we, our minds are so choked with weeds of negation and with weeds of fear? How can God's word possibly get through? So many people want the benefits of having a good report, the benefits of a life of faith, but their faith is in their fear. And so fear causes us to be slothful. Fear causes us to be void of understanding. Fear causes thorns and nettles to cover the face of the field and the stone wall to be broken down instead of to be mended and repaired, praise God. Because when you got faith and you got your faith in the source, which is God, and you've got your faith and it's connected to the source, not just saying you know it because it's easy to quote a scripture. The devil knows scripture. Yes, so shall thy poverty come as one that traveleth, and thy want as an armed man. Now this is where my thoughts turn again, so follow with me please, to the story of Scrooge again. And many of you know that have uh, been under my pastoring for a while, this is my favorite Christmas story, the story of Scrooge. And I didn't get an opportunity to preach on Scrooge this Christmas season, but it really came into light again when sharing this particular message this morning in regards to the mystery of the law of faith. But now I know. Because ignorance is not knowing. But see, but now I know. Anybody glad they know the word of God? Anybody glad that they know Jesus this morning? Praise God. Anybody think that they already know enough? Praise God. I'm in the right company to, today if you feel like you don't know enough yet. Praise God. Because I want to be forever learning. I truly want to be forever learning. But I am so glad that I have come to the knowledge of truth that I need to be forever learning. Amen. Because I am never going to outknow God. God is omniscient. He knows everything. Praise God. And he's got some things to show me. He's got some things to tell me. He's got some ways to teach me. Praise God. But this little boy in the story of Scrooge was referred to as ignorance. And this little girl was referred to as want. And I, I can't help but go back to that verse of scripture from Proverbs 24 and 34. And it says, so shall thy poverty come as one that traveleth. Praise God. And that reminds me of a song that I used to know and sing when I was out there in the world. Papa was a rolling stone. Wherever he laid his hat was his home. But when he died, all they left him was alone. Amen. 
And some of y'all know that song. And some of you know the reality of that song. Some of you have seen it come to play in people's lives that we know that have departed. Ignorance and want, traveling, never having really anything, praise God. Always looking for something better. But let me tell you, there doesn't get any better than Jesus. We can go through this life and we can have the riches in this life, but we will still be in want if we don't have Jesus. Amen. My wife shared a dream with me this, this morning that she had had, and it was in regards to this rich man, and he had all this food and everything, and we had found ourselves in need of uh, food, physical food. And when we came to this rich man, and this rich man is someone that is known, he's an actor that we've seen in different movies. And when we came to him, he was unwilling to share his food. We were hungry, but he was unwilling to share his food and had plenty. And you think about the many rich people in this world that have plenty and they have plenty to share. And then here comes these poor people in need and they need food, but they will not share it. The dream went on and then my, my wife said she began to talk about the word of God. And, and then people began to praise and lift up the name of Jesus. And see, in her need and in our need, she turned her thought to the Lord in this dream. And people then, by the word of God, were fed the word of God. And then people began to praise and worship God. The mind then was taken off of what the physical need was. And the spiritual need took over, praise God, replacing everything that we needed physically. Amen. But see, that rich man, in his greed, still was in need. Yeah. Amen. Jesus. And that was part of the lesson last week where, you know, the generous are fulfilled, where the greedy will still wind up being the needy. Mercy. Ignorance and want. We can have everything in this life physically and not have Jesus and we have absolutely nothing. And we will be like verse 34. So shall thy poverty come because we are truly poor without Jesus. We will be as one that traveleth, going from place to place, from house to house, praise God, and have absolutely nothing. And thy want will be as an armed man. And you think about your want being like a man that is armed. And this man is dangerous because he is in want. And there are plenty of people in the world like that willing to take from you what you have by force if they can. And if they could take, my God, if they could take the spirit of God by force from you, they would do it. 
to use it for their benefit. But you know what? They cannot take it, praise God. It is not for sale. It is not for the taking, lest you come to walk by faith. You gotta know the mystery of the law of faith, praise God. And I go back to the closing this morning, the conclusion. The mysteries of the kingdom, we must observe the laws of the kingdom of God. And see, you cannot take, you cannot take something that you are not giving, praise God. If you want love, you better give it. If you want goodness, you better give it. Praise God. If you want kindness, you better give it. The word of God works for you in your favor only as you bring yourself into obedience with it. You got to obey the laws of love. You got to obey the laws of goodness. Obey the laws of kindness. You've got to be those things in order to receive those things. And in order to be those things, you got to connect with God to be those things. The world has a form of godliness and they deny the power of God. Amen. We don't want to be like the world. We want the good report. We don't want to be like the disciples that said, oh, this is a hard saying. I cannot uh, understand this saying. I cannot commit to this saying. And I that's where I encourage you. Go back and read the whole chapter of uh John chapter 6, not just part of it. Read the whole chapter because the whole chapter is going to outline what they could not agree with, what they had opposition to. Don't just read part of that chapter. Praise God. See what they were disagreeing with Jesus. See why they left and turned back. We will then begin to have an understanding why other people turn back. And why there will be a few that live by the law of faith, the mysteries of the laws of faith, and then wind up having a good report. Praise God. Ignorance and want. And in this portion of this uh, Christmas Carol Scrooge story, Scrooge says this. To the spirit of Christmas present. Forgive me. If I am not justified in what I ask. Said Scrooge looking intently at the spirit's robe. But I see something strange. And not belonging to yourself. Protruding from your skirts. Is it a foot or a claw? It might be a claw. For the flesh there. Is for the flesh. There is upon it was the spirit's sorrowful reply. From the foldings of its robe, it brought two children, wretched, abject, frightful, hideous, miserable. They knelt down at its feet and clung upon the outside of its garment. Oh man, look here, look, look down here, exclaimed the ghost. They were a boy and a girl, yellow, meager, ragged, scowling, wolfish, but prostate too, in their humility. Where graceful youth should have filled their features out, 
and touched them with its freshest tints, a stale and shriveled hand like that of age had pinched and twisted them and pulled them into shreds. Where angels might have sat enthroned, devils lurked and glared out menacing. No change, no degradation, no perversion of humanity in any grade through all the mysteries of wonderful creation has monsters half so horrible and dread. Scrooge started back appalled. Having them shown to him in this way, he tried to say they were fine children, but the words choked themselves rather than be parties to a lie of such enormous magnitude. Spirit, are they yours? Scrooge could say no more. They are man, said the spirit, looking down upon them, and they cling to me, appealing from their fathers. This boy is ignorance, the girl is want. Beware them both, and all their degree. Most of all, beware this boy, for on his brow I see that written, which is doom. Unless the writing be erased, Deny it, cried the spirit, stretching out its hands towards the city. Slander those who tell it ye. Admit it for your fascist purposes and make it worse and abide the end. Have they no refuge or resource, cried Scrooge? Are there no prisons, said the spirit, turning on him for the last time with his own words. Are there no workhouses? And the spirit departed. See, this is man's effect upon humanity in so many ways. It is showing us a picture of how we really are when we turn our uh, thoughts selfishly to ourselves. But Jesus is there with words of wisdom, with words of insight, with the mystery of faith teaching us how to live our lives. Teaching his disciples that don't have the attitude of telling someone to depart from me. Teaching us that we have the wherewithal when we are connected to the source of the kingdom of God, which is Jesus that we have everything that we could possibly ever need to fulfill what God has called us to do. And that we should not in the slightest back away from our responsibilities to fulfill it. But with the same way that Jesus took and he blessed those loaves and he blessed those fishes and then he broke them and he was able to feed 5,000. But in our greediness sometimes, we can get the wrong picture and we can then turn that greediness into, that greediness turns to selfishness. And we're not thinking about others, praise God. We're not thinking about what they need to eat 
Praise the Lord. See, when people turn back from the will of God and the ways of God and walking with God, they are turning their uh, eyes inward and seeing only their selfishness. They're not seeing what God can do with them and through them by being connected to him. Anybody with me this morning still? Praise God. But now I know. But now I know. Anybody glad that they know now? Amen. 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 <laughs> Praise God. And we don't have, and Scrooge had an awesome ending. I'm so glad for the ending of Scrooge. Praise God. Because he did turn from his ways. See, the laws of God are infallible. They are never failing. They are always effective. They are immutable. They are unchanging over time. They are inexorable. They are impossible to stop or prevent. Hallelujah. We are in the right place, church. We need to worship and be excited about the word of God because they're never failing. It's always effective. It's never changing, praise God. It is unstoppable. Nobody can stop the word of God. In Hebrews 13 and 8, it says, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. Praise God. Amen. Little Adam impressed uh, my wife and I the other night. Praise God. And Sister Olivia had brought some flowers into the living room. And little Adam saw these flowers and immediately, and they were just uh, silk flowers, but it was an arrangement and Sister Olivia is going to take those silk flowers and make some arrangements for the church. Little Adam didn't know all this. He just saw those flowers and was impressed by those flowers. And it just turned his heart to a romantic little heart. The romantic in him just started coming forth. And he says to uh, my wife and I, he says, you two are married. And, and we said, yes, we are. And he, and he had my wife stand up. He said, now stand up. And then he came over to me and he said, now you stand up. And he said, now go to her and kiss her. And he was insistent that we kiss. And not that we weren't willing to do it. It was just so impressive that he was taking this and he was leading us, you know, how his heart was being guided to, to this moment of recognizing marriage and the importance of being affectionate in your marriage. And this this impressed him, but it was also impressive to us. And when he and when we did kiss and embraced, because I asked her, should I hug her first? And he said, yes. And he said, now kiss her. And so we kissed. And when we did that, he embraced both of us. And he says, I just love you too. <laughs> Praise God. And that so much stuck with me. I just wanted to share that with the church today, we have a tremendous impact. We truly do. The things that we are feeding ourselves and because they are feed, we are being fed by the word of God. 
because it's something that we desire to eat. So we're making sure that we are getting our portion of the word of God. It is now manifesting in our lives. And as it's manifesting in our lives, other people are seeing it. Praise God. Now there's going to be some that turn away from it. But there's going to be some that are fed thereby as well, just like the 5,000 were. See, when Jesus took that bread, he, did, he was not the one who gave it to the multitude. He gave it to the disciples so then the disciples could give. And that is what he is doing with us. He's given us his word so that we have something to give. He's giving us his love so that we have something to give. He is giving us faith so that we have something to give. He is giving us the keys to the mystery of the kingdom so that we have something to give. Amen. He is giving us something that we now know so that then we can put it to work in our lives, praise God, and someone else will come to know it as well. Thank you, Jesus. Sister Karen and uh, Brother Adam have been also uh, reading the Proverbs and Brother the Little Adam has joined with them in reading and listening to the Proverbs too. And he learned a little song in regards to Proverbs chapter 17 and verse 28. It's so precious just to hear him sing it, you know, with his mom. And I thought, you know, that is just another example again but now I know, when we know the word of God, when we are truly desiring to understand the mysteries, the revelations of the laws of God, how they're going to work things in our favor as we bring ourselves into obedience to them. In Proverbs 17 and verse 24, it says, Wisdom is before him that hath understanding but the eyes of a fool are in the ends of the earth. Jesus. See, the eyes of the foolish are go always going to be looking for the next best thing. Always got their eyes on worldly matters. Always the cares of the world that are choking out. And God is wanting to get through, but he can't get through those weeds. He can't get through those uh, that slothfulness, praise God. When you don't lend yourself to the word of God, God's not forcing himself on us. Amen. And that's why I said God cannot get through, because God is a gentleman. He does not force his way on any of us. But the moment any of us, just like the youngest son in the prodigal son story, when the youngest son came to himself and he turned back, praise God, towards the father's house. The father was there ready for him, praise God, and ran out to meet him, praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. But when you want to run to and fro and all up into the ends of the earth, praise God, you are using God's power. You are using his energy for all the wrong things. And just like all of those other disciples that were once following Jesus, they turned back. Praise God. Let us not turn back, church. 
Let us not think that we have uh, grown enough, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. But wisdom is before him that hath understanding. But now I know, praise God, to really know something is to understand something. And wisdom is then before you. Because wisdom is always, you don't get wisdom just because you get knowledge. You don't get wisdom just because you get some understanding. Wisdom is always before you. The wisdom is going to come once you get the understanding. But sometimes you got to put that understanding to practice in order to understand the wisdom behind it. We got, just like the disciples had to then take what Jesus had blessed and break and then distribute it. They saw it done. They saw it done. They saw Jesus live the word. They saw Jesus being the word, not in part, but in whole. Because it was taught to them, they experienced the word, they experienced the favor, they experienced the benefits of the word. Praise God. And that caused them to then understand it and then apply that same wisdom that Jesus applied. Go ahead and bless it first. Give thanks for it first. There is a remedy. So many people just start out asking God for things. Yes. They don't thank God for nothing. Every time we pray, we should be thanking God first. We should start our prayer with thanksgiving. We should start our testimony with thanksgiving, praise God. And I, I, let this be a lesson to anybody that's going to give a testimony unto the Lord. Start out with saying, I thank you, Jesus. Let this be a lesson to someone that starts out in praying. Say, I thank you, Jesus. Praise God. That is... That is the mystery of the law of faith. It begins with thanksgiving. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. 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 Praise God. In John chapter 3 and verse 31, it says this. He that cometh from above is above all. He that is of the earth is earthly and speaketh of the earth. He that cometh from heaven is above all. Praise God. Amen. And see... I just want us to understand something sometimes because it gets a little bit uh, trying walking when we walk in, in, in the flesh. It is trying. It is very trying for us. And I think that's why so many people have such a hard time in really living for God because they're still walking in the flesh. They, they have not crossed over into walking by faith. And it takes a, a determined soul to keep walking by faith because this life is going to sure enough meet us with yes. every obstacle that it possibly can to deter us from the faith. But praise God, when we have decided, when we have made up our mind, praise God, it doesn't matter what the obstacle is. It doesn't matter what the test is. It doesn't matter what the temptation is because God has given us the power to overcome every temptation. Praise God. He has overcome all and we can overcome all. And it is only by being connected with Jesus Christ himself that we can overcome all. And that is why we are still here today. Can somebody say amen? amen. 
Praise God. That is why we are determined that we're going to be here tomorrow too. Can somebody say amen? That is why, praise God, that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He does not change. And we can sure enough, hallelujah, stand on that solid rock, that firm foundation, praise God, and know that in him, his word does not change, praise God. He does not change, praise God. And all goodness is in him. Everything that I could ever possibly desire is in him. And I am not going to shortchange myself on the life that God has made a way for me. Can somebody say amen to that? Praise God. I am not going to live in ignorance and want anymore. Because now I know. Now I know. Praise God. And, and so as we come to the close of the lesson this morning, praise God. Just recognize that he that cometh from above is above all. That's Jesus Christ. The same yesterday, today, and forever. God in the flesh. Cometh from above and he is above all. He that is of the earth is earthly. Praise God. And so we don't want to be just of the earth. Amen. Because in our spirits, when we're connected to God, we are not just earthly. Amen. Amen. Praise God. We have connected with God. We stay connected with God. Praise God. And we then begin to understand more and more the mysteries of the laws of faith and how to walk in them, how to enjoy life walking in the faith, how God is going to do some of the most important things in our lives that we could ever imagine and, and how he could do something with a little church. You think about this little church and the it, the effect that it has on so many people across the world, praise God. And God doesn't need a whole lot of people to accomplish anything. He never did. But his word is all powerful. And that's what we're going to continue to stand on the word, not just some of the word, but all of the word of God. Amen. Why? Because all that the Father hath is mine. All that the Father hath is mine. As you go throughout this week, I challenge you to read that chapter of John chapter 6. And I want you to also read or just begin to say, all that the Father hath is mine. Say that over and over to you. I want you to also say that I and my Father are one. When... When situations happen this coming week, praise God, and your thoughts are turned aside or you're feeling a little bit down, you're feeling a little bit depressed, temptation rises, temptation to do something, temptation to watch something that you ought not watch, temptation to say something that you should not say, temptation to do something that you should not do. I want you to say, I and my father are one. Mm -hmm. And I want you then to observe the change in your attitude, the change in your focus. When you, when you say those words, all 
that the Father hath is mine. I want you to notice how you feel. That feeling that presents itself as you say that. And this is what I want you to begin to now know. Know that feeling that, that is represented when you say those things that affirm that you are connected to Jesus himself. Because if we're connected with Jesus and Jesus said, I and the Father are one, and we are connected to Jesus, that means we and the Father are one as well. Anybody say amen to that? And if the elder son and the father told him, son, all that I have is thine. Hallelujah. Praise God. Isn't he saying the same thing to us? Hallelujah. If we are in him. And so as we say these things and we affirm this in our lives, praise God, we get to the point where we can say, but now I know that these things are true. And it reveals, it begins to reveal to us the mysteries of the law of faith. Because we can't know it just by seeing it. We got to know it by faith, which is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Hallelujah. For by it, the elders obtained a good report. My fellow elders in Christ Jesus, I have enjoyed sharing the word of God with you this morning. Praise God. And I will love sharing, having a good report with you all. God bless you all. We're going to take up an offering at this time. Praise the Lord. Father, we thank you. We thank you, Jesus, for blessing this offering that we are about to receive. We thank you, mighty God, for so generously giving unto us. Generously, Lord. You have opened the windows of heaven, poured us out a blessing that we cannot contain. We can't keep it to ourselves, Lord. And so we share everything that you give unto us with others, O oh God, that they can come to know you, Lord, as we know you, because now we know. We know, Jesus, and we are thankful that we know. And we never want to turn a blind eye to your word to your will, and to your way. Amen. But Father, we thank you for being with us every step of the way. We thank you, Lord, for blessing us to go through, go around, go over, go under, oh God, hallelujah, any obstacle that presents itself, oh Lord. Because we can do all things through you, my God, because you have made it possible, Jesus. And we thank you, Lord. Thank you for everyone that has heard the word today. And my mind turns towards Pastor Larry Miller at this time, my God. And we thank you, Lord, for the procedure that he has gone through. And we thank you, Lord, for blessing him to recover in your grace, in your mercy, and in your healing, oh God. Father, we thank you for these and all blessings. We ask you, O oh Lord, to bless everyone that has attended this service this morning. Bless them in their homes. Bless them in their goings, O oh God. And bless us all to return together safely, O oh God, so that we can greet each other with a holy hug and a holy kiss in person. In Jesus' name we pray. 
Amen. God bless you all. Love you so much, saints of God. Hallelujah. Looking forward to that good report in Christ Jesus. We say thank you in Jesus' name for you all. God bless you. Have a great day.